Welcome to Girl Scout Phraseology, a mini-series in the Girl Scout Troop Leader Experience podcast, where we offer a brief description and explanation of different terms and phrases you might hear in Girl Scouting. Today, we're going to talk about early bird, which is also called renewal, which is also called spring registration or spring reg, or it might be called early registration or early reg, and so on and so forth. All right, here is a topic that we are probably going to get a lot of pressure on this year, so it seems very timely to me. You may hear the same kind of topic or idea referred to by all of those names that I listed moments ago, or they may have slightly different connotations in your area. Either way, as the end of the usual school year approaches, there is an opportunity for currently registered members to register early for the next membership year. Your council may start promoting this in April, May, or June, or maybe staggered incentives for all three of those months, depending on how your school year falls and what what a typical Girl Scout year falls in your area. Now, typically, they want to start catching girls before troops break for summer to commit to the following year. Obviously, in 2020, this is all going to be all kinds of crazy. That's why I personally expect there's going to be a lot of communication and talk and pressure on this topic because I think that retention is a big concern I have for my troop personally, and it's a big concern I have for my council and for the national movement as a whole, considering that I truly believe pretty much everyone is going to be out of school for the rest of the school year. You might be doing school from home, you might be doing virtual troop, you might not, but either way, um, I don't believe that girls are going to be going back to school pretty much across the board, across the country, physically in person for the rest of spring 2020, which I do think is going to have a serious impact on the retention opportunity, specifically because of early registration and because it's just such a long break if your troop can't meet in person or do activities and events in person for most of the spring and summer. That's just a really long time to go. So I have big concerns about retention um, for my troop personally and for the overall Girl Scout movement. And I expect that your councils are going to have concerns as well. So they're going to be really pushing and promoting. Please, please, please register to come back for next year. We don't want to lose you. Okay. Often, councils provide some sort of incentive for registering early. At the very least, there's often a patch for everyone who participates in early registration. Some councils offer various early bird opportunities that each have kind of staggered different deadlines. So you, depending on your area and what's offered, there might even be like actual troop funds offered if you register your troop by a certain time or troop supplies or cookie season supplies or an early booth pick for the following cookie season. And often there are also incentives on the service unit slash neighborhood slash community slash area as well. So if your service unit has a specific threshold of girls who renew as part of early registration, then they get some kind of benefits, discounts on service unit encampments or monetary incentives or whatever. There are lots of reasons why councils want to push early registration for returning members. Um, I sort of obviously mentioned this, but for one, first and foremost, it helps their retention a lot, even in a normal year, even in a not this crazy corona year. 
Um, it helps their retention a lot rather than waiting until girls are back in school or while girls are out of school for the summer to try to get them to commit to coming back. And obviously not just girls, but adults too. Secondly, it helps with council budgeting. See, they need to have a realistic understanding of how many girls at each level are coming back, which gives them a plan for their budget as well as what kind of resources to put into recruitment and where to focus their recruitment energy. Since, like any good business, they need to budget ahead of time as well as begin planning their activities and resources for the following year, that includes confirming as much of retention of membership as possible. Third, which is kind of similar to the first two reasons, it takes some pressure off at the back to school time, which is also referred to sometimes as back to troop time, which is also the number one recruitment season. They can put their energies into recruiting new members specifically because existing members would already mostly be registered. So rather than splitting their time and energy and resources between recruiting new members as well as chasing down previous members, hopefully as much of the existing members as possible are already squared away, which frees up that limited bandwidth to be solely focused on recruiting new members. Long story short, if your council offers an early registration opportunity, you should do it, not just because of whatever may or may not be in it for you, but because your council depends on you doing so. Now, how does that play out with whether or not your girls personally and your troop are returning? In a normal year, getting commitments from parents before the school year ends should be pretty easy for you rather than trying to do it over the summer or right as school is starting back up for the same reasons why it's easier for council. Now, could your families and your troop, could their plans change? Of course. Could the girls' interests change? Of course. That is a gamble. So do you use troop funds to pay for membership renewals or not? If you use troop funds and the girl doesn't come back, that is more than 25 packages of cookies down the drain. So one suggestion that many troops do in this situation is to get a check from parents as a safety net. So commit to coming back, write a check for $25. Troop funds are then used to renew the girls and the checks are just held. If the girl changes her plans, then the check gets cashed. If the girl comes back, the check's voided and returned. So the family pays for the girl's membership and reimburses the troop if the girl chooses not to come back. However, if they come back, troop funds pay for their uh, membership. Another suggestion, and this is what my troop personally does, is to have parents pay for membership, the membership fee, and to not use troop funds for membership. In my troop, families pay for both membership and uniforms, not troop funds, because my girls want to save as much of their troop funds for activities, badges, and meeting supplies as possible. And yes, I am saying you should essentially take this to the girls. Now, that's kind of hard because it's not actually coming out of the girls' pockets if there's things that need to be paid for out of pocket. It's coming out of their parents' pockets. And so that all gets kind of sticky, and I do understand that the point of these product program opportunities and Girl Scouts is for the troop to become financially solvent and financially independent and to not have to have um, all these families paying for a bunch of stuff out of pocket and that with time, existing troops are um, really financially uh, self-sufficient and that they um, that makes Girl Scouts much more accessible to every single girl. So I'm going to come back and touch on this in a second, but it basically just depends on your group of what works for your group. And anyways, my troop 
actually, they really want to use their troop funds for activities as much as possible. They don't even care about badges and meeting supplies so much. But we are still at the point where we're kind of pushing them to include meeting supplies and badges at this point. Um, we do, however, also collect troop dues each year. So that kind of helps with the meeting supplies and the badges. Um, so in my troop, personally, we collect membership fees from families during spring renewal and we collect dues at the beginning of the membership year, at the beginning of the school year, actually. But I've mentioned on this podcast many times in the past, if you've been listening for a while, that you can't enforce troop dues. So can you enforce membership fees? The only way to enforce membership fees coming out of pocket from families is to have parents do the registration for their girls online themselves. But here's the catch, and it's kind of a two-parter. First of all, in many councils, including my own, parents don't actually have access to early registration. Only the troop leaders do. It's one form that I fill out who of my girls is coming back and I make the payment. Um, So it's not that each girl individually gets re-registered. So troop leaders re-register their whole troop at the same time. Secondly, putting a requirement on parents means that way too often it is not going to get done, which is actually going to hurt your retention and it's definitely going to hurt your participation in early registration. So in my case, we use troop funds to front the money and then we ask for reimbursement from the parents. So Can we enforce that? You bet your donkey that we cannot. (laughs) All we can do is ask for it, explain the situation, follow up as much as possible, and keep the lines of communication open for parents who have barriers to paying, and suggest financial aid or make payment arrangements for families in need. So have I ever had a girl who committed to coming back and then didn't? You bet your donkey I have, and my troop was either out that money or I personally paid for it out of pocket because I have a lifetime membership, so I don't pay an annual membership fee personally anyway, so it just means I paid an annual membership fee that year is kind of how I tried to look at it. Have I ever been told a girl was going to come back but waited to actually renew her membership until she actually did show up the next year? Heck, yes, I have. You know your girls and families pretty well by the end of the year. I mean, hopefully. So you might have a good idea of who might not follow through with their commitment to return. Unfortunately, the benefits of early renewal usually have requirements around the retention percentage in order to qualify for those extra incentives, if your council even offers any extra incentives. So it is somewhat of a gamble. It's somewhat of a gamble for you as a troop. It's not really a gamble for council because once they've renewed, I mean, they're renewed. Of course, I have mentioned before, membership fees don't go to council. They go to GSUSA. So to a certain extent, it doesn't affect council if those girls don't really come back. But it actually does because those girls are not then participating in um, money earning opportunities for council or they aren't participating in Um, activities throughout the year because they really didn't come back. So it actually does affect council and they actually do care. I guess really to be true, I should say it doesn't affect uh, GSUSA because if they've already got your membership fee, then not to say they don't care if the girl doesn't really come back because they don't believe that any single person who works for GSUSA cares more about the membership fee than they do about the girl participation. But I know that there are people who would disagree with me on that. But I just truly don't believe that. I don't believe you'd work for Girl Scouts if you didn't care about it. Having worked for Girl Scouts, I just don't believe that. Anyway, the point is, the good news is that most girls who commit to coming back really do come back. 
So not only does this help national and council retention, it helps your troop retention too. And it's also gonna help your troop year planning and budgeting too, which by the way, you definitely should do ahead of time because it makes being a troop leader so much more livable. Now, granted, no matter what you planned or budgeted ahead of time, when there's an international global medical crisis of pandemic proportions, um, it doesn't really matter what you've planned and budgeted, it all kind of goes out the window. But uh, when the year proceeds as normal, man, does it make being a troop leader so much better if you have planned ahead and budgeted ahead of time. Now, I did already do a whole year planning series last year, but you bet your little donkey that I will definitely be touching on year planning again because I'm very passionate about it. And I truly believe that it makes um, being a troop leader just an overall better experience and will help with all of our retention and our joy and appreciation when it comes to participating in Girl Scouts. So look for me to mention your planning a whole lot more over the next few weeks because it's almost that time again. All right, overall, I hope this helps. Stay safe, stay home, stay healthy. Unless you're listening to this in 2021, in which case, go out, enjoy the world, experience everything that there is outside of the four walls of whatever room you were quarantined in for however many weeks in 2020. I'm looking forward to that day. All right, talk to you soon.